the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So, big Pride weekend coming up in Columbus. They're going to have a big event tomorrow at Goodale Park. They're going to have a parade on Saturday. The decadence of that movement, the ever-escalation of the uh, depravity of that movement, is what I think has awakened people and made people draw a figurative line in the sand to say, Okay, you got to stop there. We're not going to let you go any further. We're not going to let you come after our kids because that is the now unmasked ideology agenda item that the left has made clear. The drag queen story hours in libraries, leading little kids stories, the family-friendly drag shows, the parades that have become increasingly vulgar, the White House gay pride celebration where a man... Rose Montoya, with female breast implants, bared his breasts, which are a facsimile of a woman's breasts because a man can't grow breasts like that, bearing his breasts on the White House lawn. There has been for a long time the image that the LGBTQ community wants you to believe is representative of their community. That image is of two committed men in a marriage or two committed women in a marriage, and they are faithful to each other, and they are not practicing uh, multiple partner relationships, and they are not trying to foist their immorality on children. There may have been a time when that was the dominant image of the movement, It is the image that the movement would like to project now because it is harder to argue against two people who are monogamous, even though they are of the same sex. It is harder to argue against that and why it is something that you should oppose. It is much harder to argue against that than it is to argue against a dude with leather chaps that expose his butt cheeks being whipped by another man as they parade in plain sight down the main street of an American city. You can look at the latter scene and know that it is wrong, know that it is damaging, know that it is inappropriate for kids to see it, and know that it is obscene for you to see it. Now, what are your rights when it comes to pushing back against this Agenda And why are people now awakened to the danger of this movement? It is because we see clearer evidence of lives that have been ruined by it. And that evidence is clearer nowhere more than in young girls and young boys who have been groomed into the transgender lie that they can become 
the opposite sex from that which they were born. Chloe Cole is an eloquent voice against the evil of this movement. And now I want to bring you the story of another young woman who, like Chloe Cole, has filed a lawsuit against the people who were only too eager to administer gender-affirming care to her. Her name is Kayla Lovedall. Kayla went on cross-sex hormones when she was 12. She had a double mastectomy when she was 13. She is the subject of a one-hour YouTube documentary. Let me play the beginning portion of it for you now. The hardest part was like being sold something that I believed was going to help me and make me feel better, only to do it, do all of it, and come out on the other side not feeling any better. I really can't. I can't ever undo it. I could have always waited, but I can't. I can't undo it now that I did it. I began transitioning at 12 years old. 12 years old, when I started Lupron and um, testosterone, and it was only a month after my 13th birthday that I had a double mastectomy. I was in a place when I make, made those decisions where I did not have my comorbidities under control. And that just shouldn't be how it is when you make these types of decisions. No, it shouldn't be. And it shouldn't be that medical facilities and medical so-called professionals who have taken an oath to do no harm would cut healthy tissue off a girl who is barely a teenager, barely a teenager, all in the name of furthering something that they will continue to say, even yesterday in the halls of Congress, continue to say, the carefully crafted euphemisms like, well, this is standard practice or this is industry standard. I bring up these stories so that I can equip you to push back against them because we need people, not just Congress people, not just pastors not just radio hosts, not just bloggers. We need everyday American citizens who, when they encounter these kinds of conversations, and it may just be a conversation. It may just be somebody who has such a shallow understanding of the evils of this movement, someone who has fallen for the lie that, well, If they don't get gender-affirming care, they'll commit suicide. They'll do self-harm. The suicide numbers of transgender teenagers are astronomical, not because they are not being given cross-sex hormones, puberty blockers, and in the worst cases, mutilation surgeries. The suicide numbers are so high because if you are unable to connect your biological reality to your 
cognitive awareness, if you are unable to connect the two, then you have, by definition, a mental deficiency. It may be treatable. You may grow out of it. There is no reason to rush into a decision at an age where you are not allowed to get a tattoo, rent a car, buy a beer, buy a cigarette, but you're able to make a decision that will alter your life, your reproductive system, your DNA forever? That's ridiculous. Congressman Dan Crenshaw, Texas, pointed this out in Congress yesterday to a woman who tried to tut-tut-tut him about, oh, I know the studies, the studies, the studies, the studies. Listen to Dan Crenshaw expose her ignorance. You've said that we've cherry-picked data. How do you mean that? How do you mean that? So it is very unscientific and flawed to pick a single study or a single statistic and to discuss it in isolation. Um, Totally agree. Medical experts are able to talk about all of the evidence as a whole. Totally agree. So if you're doing a therapy and it's, you know, temporary, whatever, fine. Maybe let's try it. Let's see if it works. But when you're talking about permanent physiological changes, do you not agree, just from an ethical standpoint, that you might want extremely strong evidence of the benefits? And there is no systematic review that, that states that there is strong evidence of benefits. Sir, are you aware of how the quality evidence grading system works and how it's applied? Yeah. Yeah, we read through it. That's why I'm citing these journals. So which journal says something different? I'm, I'm, we should have that debate. Tell me a journal that has done systematic reviews that cites different evidence, that cites strong evidence for benefits of these therapies. The standards of care were developed based on extensive... You're not telling me any journal. You're not telling me any study. Don't say standards of care. Yeah. um, Tell me one. The standards of care. The the standards of care. That's that's not a journal. That's not a study. That's not an organization. That's not an institution. You're just saying words. Name one study. I'm out of time. I yield back. Yeah, he's out of time. She's out of answers. The study show. Name one. Ah, crickets. So, I like to bring you tales of winning when people stand up against things that are meant to beat them into submission, make them fearful so they don't push back against woke ideology and against uh, activists, zealots who try to cudgel you into cooperation. Do you remember uh, back during the post-George Floyd riots when there was a Starbucks in Philadelphia where two men went in They didn't buy anything. They went to use the restroom. And the store manager in Philadelphia, her name is uh, Shannon Phillips. She said to them, uh, we have a policy at Starbucks that you must purchase something if you want to use the restroom. Otherwise, we would have people coming in off the street at all hours of the day using the restroom. It wouldn't be good for our clientele. It wouldn't be good for our business. Uh, The two men who were black accused her and, of course, Starbucks, because they have very deep pockets, of racism. And so Starbucks fired her. She was 
someone who had come up through the ranks at Starbucks, someone who had been promoted to a position of leadership in the region, not just that particular store. She happened to be at that store that day. And they fired her. And all the Starbucks employees, every Starbucks employee, closed down all Starbucks across the nation for a period of an hour or so in an afternoon so that they could force every employee to undergo racial sensitivity training. One incident, two men who broke store policy and Starbucks caved to the woke mob. Well, now a jury in federal court has awarded Shannon Phillips $600,000 in compensatory damage for what Starbucks did to her reputation. Oh, and there's more. They also awarded her $25 million in punitive damages. In punitive damages. I'm marking that one down as a win for the conservative side. You had a policy. You followed the policy. You didn't back your employee. She sued you. You caved to the woke mob. You get to pay up. Fantastic. Love it. Couldn't love it more. Yes, I could. If she got $30 million, I would love it more. Now, speaking of Starbucks, right here in Columbus, Ohio, the Starbucks at 1085 West 5th Avenue. A video has gone viral. 3.4 million views. It was taken by somebody filming a, I don't really think it was a confrontation. A confrontation is when it gets physical. It was just an argument. It was just a little back and forth. Where employees, and this is way, this is a unionized Starbucks. Employees at this Starbucks are very, uh, very mad because the store manager took down a pride flag in the store. Now, the date she took the pride flag down was May 30th. I know that pride is out of control and we can barely keep it within the boundaries of an entire 30-day month. But as far as I know, and I checked my phone on June the 1st to find that Google had helpfully, <laughs> helpfully, Google had given me a notification on my phone on June the 1st. It pops up at 8 o'clock in the morning, as do all my notifications for what's coming up that day. And I'm looking, what do I have coming up today? What did I forget? An appointment, something? Do I have a flooring appointment today? Do I have somebody to talk to about Patriot Switch? What do I have today that's making my phone buzz at 8 o'clock on June the 1st? Oh, it's the start of Pride Month. Google put that in my phone. I didn't put it in there. But this flag was taken down on May 30th. Two days before the never-ending and uh, vomit-inducing month of pride. Well, a woman at the store apparently didn't appreciate her taking the flag down and said she was... Now, this. Now get this. The woman bought something at Starbucks. She says in the video she bought a drink for $11. So what do we know? about this woman right away. We know she's not very bright, okay? If you pay $11 for a drink at Starbucks, you're not very bright. You might be rich, you're not bright. She says on the video, I only stopped here. This is a lie, of course. I only stopped here because I saw the flag out front. So that's why I stopped. 
Man, I hope that woman doesn't have much going on in her day, because if she's going to stop and patronize every business in Columbus, Ohio, that flies a pride flag, she's not going to get any sleep. So she claims she only stopped because she saw the pride flag. But since you're taking the pride flag down, I don't want my drink anymore. Tell me again how this hurts Starbucks. Did they get to keep the woman's $11? Yes. She threw the drink away. And? So, but the Starbucks employees at this store are very, very upset because they claim the store manager is not letting them put up their pride merchandise in the store. I would think from the $25 million in punitive damages that Starbucks paid on Monday in Philadelphia that they would have sent a directive out across the Starbucks spectrum. Hey, we're out of the political business. You know what business we're in? The coffee business. That's the business we're in. But these unionized whack jobs think that they have to have license to display their fealty to their sexual perversion at their place of work. You don't. You don't have that right. And just in case you're a landlord and you are wondering, can I keep my tenant from flying a pride flag or a Black Lives Matter flag or an Antifa flag or a Cincinnati Reds flag or a Guardians flag or any flag? Can I keep them from doing that outside my rental property? The answer is yes, you can. Yes, you can. If, if you put it in the lease. This according to a study from 10TV, where a viewer complained that a landlord requested that his tenants do not put a pride flag out front. Now, why would you want no pride flags out front if you're a landlord? Well, you could say, oh, because he's an extremist. He hates the LGBTQ movement. Maybe he's somebody who hates somebody throwing a rock through his window because we have had violence, regrettably, at places that have been flying pride flags. But if you put it in the lease, you put it in the lease, you can prohibit the display of flags and other political paraphernalia outside. Now, we've heard a lot about the L.A. Dodgers and their egregious honoring of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which mocks Christianity and Catholicism. But did you know that Major League Baseball sent a directive out in February that teams uh, were not supposed to have pride jerseys and pride hats? We're winning, but you got to stand up to win. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.